I guess I've been invited to the Marvelous Mrs. Marple watch party on Sunday. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Yes, that, you, you and Dad have been invited, yes. All right. So I know Dad likes the show. I know, like, Ellen apparently likes the show. It's a very well-reviewed show. Uh, Sam, I have not seen a second of it. Like, uh, <laughs> like, what do I need to know going in? Like, should I just watch should I just watch a bunch of it or, or what? I don't know what to say going into it. It's it's quite good, but is it super man, depressing? No, no, it's it's not super depressing. Okay, it is. It's... Well, aside from the fact that you know it follows a Jewish woman in the 1960s New York, so but yes. It's... <laughs> um, but it's about as removed from real world problems in that regard as it could. be. Be? No, no, Sam. The, the what as we're as removed from real world problems as it could be as the shows we watch, where like you could just get to put, you just get to kick fascists and they explode every week. Like, um, not... I mean, this show might be going there. Who knows? Oh well, okay. Two Brothers Exploration of Tokusatsu Shows and Associated Media. I'm Harry. And I'm Sam. And I would like to apologize to uh, any of my uh, friends on Facebook or Twitter. I've been on vacation uh, the past few days, and so vacation for me basically just means spamming my AMC free pass. So it's just been nothing but movie reviews. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll mention here, Knives Out, very good movie, you should watch it. Uh, Yeah, probably from top to bottom. Uh, Knives Out at the top, uh, probably one below would be, oh man, it's Head and Head, Frozen 2 versus A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and then pretty far below that, Charlie's Angels reboot, um. Oh, I was hoping for good things, the trailer looked good. I mean, the thing is, it's exactly the movie the trailer would imply that it was. I mean, it's not terrible, it's just that the, it, it seems like it's an unusually good, uh, couple weeks for movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I've definitely... I feel like I've skimmed that cream off the movie-going experience, and so I'm starting to be like, hey, Charlie's Angels, hey, Terminator Dark Judgment, hey, like... Oh, the the darkest fate of there still being Terminator movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. But anyway, Harry, um, let's, uh, let's Speak, move on from... Speaking of pretty good movies for a couple weeks, he, apparently it's been pretty good uh, toku for the past couple weeks, as we've had a backlog... Of Kamen Rider Zero One, but yes. we're not doing that. But we're not doing that first. We're doing Gaim. Uh So I guess this is a Briefly. bad, a bad segue. Yeah, let, let's do episode twenty-four of Kamen Rider Gaim. I'll summarize it, Harry. Nothing happens except two new aliens are introduced. Yeah, I mean, we could run through it real fast. Uh, I, I just did. <laughs> eh, I mean, there's a couple. It's just more doubling down on things. I I even liked it the last time on. There was, uh, basically it described it as Kaito hunting down the overlords and fighting them. Meanwhile, Kaito got a good speech while he was depressed. <laughs> I really don't think we could stretch this one out. Like, it was just reiterations of conversations from previous episodes. Uh, at the end, we saw two new of the overlords in the Dark Realm. Uh, Sid did bust out his golden seed, which we saw, like, from episode three. But then I don't think, did he actually use it? Yeah. Or was uh, he just... So, it turns out that the S-Lock seed that I forgot that he used, because I'm not sure he uses it again, but he can use it to remote control a bunch of uh, the watermelon mechs. And presumably also the the dandelion uh, ATSTs or whatever. Which would be even less effective than the watermelon mechs, which, man, were taken out like chumps this episode. Yeah, like, it, this, we're in the phase where they're showing off how powerful the new uh, triumphant arms are, and they are damn powerful. Yeah, like the uh, the watermelon mech, which was supposed to be a serious upgrade in strength. Um, three of them just kind of one-shotted. Well, it was a serious up- upgrade in strength uh, from episode, what, like six? This is episode 24. Other things of minor notes, like the villains finally have realized, like, hey, 
maybe we should look into DJ Sagara's past. Um, I guess he's kind of been playing against us, and no one really knows what he is. They they seem to think he's just a random YouTube celebrity that they somehow co-opted into their plan to take over the world. I fucking love the order of operation. So let, let's quickly, because the way we're doing this episode, we can run through it. In the first scene, uh, it's Kota just standing there smiling, saying to Michi, like, yeah, I'm going to oppose Yagdrasil, and even if I go too far, like, I, I know you'll be there to have my back. And Michi says, you may regret these choices. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Kota just says, yeah, Deji Sagra's been giving me Loxies and stuff and helping me. So Michi, later on, he goes to the the evil boardroom and says to uh, Takatora and the group, so hey, DJ Sagra is behind it? Takatora being Takatora is like, that's ridiculous. He's a weird celebrity. Obviously, he's not behind this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then Michi thinks for a second. He goes to a corner where he can watch everyone's reaction, says, so it turns out there's weird creatures of the forest that Kota is hunting down. And he sees Ryoba, Sid, and Yoko all flinch. And he immediately goes, oh, that's your game. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, Michi. Oh, Michi. Yeah, getting behind the villains. Like, ugh. So, it would seem that all the villains kind of know... All the cards are on the table for all the villains at this point, except possibly for Takatura. Not because they're not on the table in front of him, but because he's refusing to look at them. He doesn't realize he's on Team Evil. Like, I can't believe it. (sighs) Yeah. The villains, now they're actively killing Kota because they can't let Takatora find out stuff. Uh, Kaito, he's just fighting the Overlords because he's seeking transcendent strength. He he has some scenes with Mai where they still have that chemistry. but And he's like, yeah, uh, I'm glad you're all you're dancing explicitly. They've dissolved the teams. They're just dancing together. And uh, if if you can keep dancing in the face of the like crushing despair of Annihilation, then I'll acknowledge your strength. <laughs> That that's it, I I guess the peach uh, the peach kind of gives Kota super senses when he puts it on so he can like hear things at a distance and almost almost heard Michi plotting against him. Well, he heard someone saying, "Damn it, Kota messes up everything," and he immediately said, "Oh hey, that's Michi." <laughs> like I know that he recognized the voice, but if you think about it for a second, it's that's almost a fourth wall breaking moment. Who was Michi talking to, though? Michi was just walking alone. Does he just, like, bitch about Kota as he's walking down an empty street? Michi's kind of showing some signs of maybe the pressure getting to him, and he's kind of going more megalomaniacal. Like, uh, a student from his school shows up and says, like, hey, you haven't showed up to school, I'm definitely going to beat you as a rival. Michi says, like, are you in in charge of your own faith? Or your own fate? Where are you going to be in ten years? I want the power to control lives. That's me. For all for my smile, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the last scene, Kota does use the Peach Lockseed to hunt down two of the overlords. Demishu, yep. who we met in the previous episode, and uh, I'll say the name here just because it's, it's not a spoiler, uh, Ridyu. And he gets thrashed. Yeah, he gets thrashed. Earlier in the episode, DJ Sagra actually showed up as a weird holographic snake thing and before them, and they kind of turned to talk to, and talked with him in their alien language in a way that like, oh, they know who this guy is. And he knows their alien language, and yeah. Like, they're, they they know each other. I would love it if he's just, like, from some random third dimension, and he's just, like, playing all sides for shits and giggles. Yeah, uh, so Demushu, who we met in the previous one, he's a big red sword guy, and he's all angry and fighting all the time. But Redu is looking at the book more closely, like the, kind of the translation book Kaito was leaving, and starts speaking in Japanese, saying, like, oh, language interesting, stuff like that. And so Reju is uh, working a thing of Reju, uh, when Kota shows up, uh, she's like, hey, uh, been in this forest so long, very bored, hate boredom, you be fun toy, and then starts messing with him. And mm-hmm. if you missed it, like, I guess pretty much the main thing that you get here is the characterization, but also Reju uh, identifies as female. Like, it's a little hard to tell because it's a monster suit, and also I think the voice actor is male, but Reju uh, is female, so just... Keep that in mind going forward. Okay. Wait, is this a love interest? Like, how, how am I supposed to be remembering this area? Uh, it's it's not it's honestly not that important. It's just that in this alien race that got mutated, some of them were female, and you know, hey, it's just one of the one of the overlords is one of them. And that's Gaim. Yeah, that's basically it. They they beat Kota up and leave because Kota can't immediately say to the weird murder hobos of the murder dimension, "Hey, let's be friends." Like that's not what episode. 
Also, we're only, what was that, like episode 25 or something? Episode 24. Okay, yeah, we're at the halfway point. So, yeah, we're at the halfway point, and they're introducing the back half villain slash antagonist slash whatever we want to call him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that's Skyman. There, there'll be a lot more developments in the next couple episodes, but let's, but in Zero One, uh, we, when we, the way we stopped, we ended up seeing a kind of interesting arc. Yeah, so it turns out that, like, this was a four-parter. Like, uh, we last time we reviewed the first episode of what turned out to be a four-part arc. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, part of the reason why I wanted to watch a few in a row is that I saw Zero One Episode Eleven, and it just pissed me off so much that I wanted to have more to hopefully even it out. And that did happen, but I really didn't like what Zero One Episode Eleven did. Interesting. Uh, I guess we'll get to that in... Um, in the episode, but I'm not entirely sure. Maybe because maybe because I had like episodes to immediately watch after, and so I wasn't like sitting and stewing in the ending. Uh, so as it starts, uh, Hirobi he's just booting up another little assassin because he still got the data. Uh, Jin starts Jin starts tattling, saying Hirobi he attacked our friend. You know he's being real rebellious, and Jin is happy because that shows he's grown much more substantially. He says that uh, he says to Jin. He's closer to Awakening than you are. Although, to be fair, uh, in a, f- a few episodes ago, Jin was kind of showing signs of Awakening on his own, like he was having an emotional freakout with the voice actor lady. And Jin, in that episode, said, I can't let you spread your wings right now. So I think he's kind of intentionally holding back Jin because f- he has a different purpose. Mm, okay. Uh, Little Assassin's next target is his master, the actor Awada Shinya. Speaking of Iwata, uh, we jump to him uh, talking to Aruto. He wants to create art for art's sake, and he doesn't believe that Humagears uh, make that possible. But Aruto, he gives an inspiring speech. He believes Humagears can be artists. One saved his life. Shinya's whole thing is that acting is about people clashing against each other. And Aruto points out, Humagears learn from people. If you treat them appropriately, then they'll learn. And if you don't, then they won't bond. And that's kind of like that actress clash, you know? We, we could do something. I'm, I'm not doing this just for the company image. I want to show people that human gears are great. Uh, speaking of acting human gears, uh, back on set, uh, the human gear, he's having a bit of a moment. Like, he's reading the script. He wants to be a real actor, and he doesn't know why it's not working. And he might be about to have a breakthrough, but then he's turned evil. Did they just... Uh, how are they getting through the security? I don't know, Harry. Like okay. I don't know. Little in the last episode, Little Assassin, he did dress up as a human and he was like kind of with uh kind of with Shinya, so he could have said, Hey yeah, let this guy through. I can see that. This is Hirobi, dressed as Hirobi always is, and there are still a bunch of Ames dudes. We see Fua outside with a crutch because he's like not healing between these constant fights. Uh, Harry, do you know that like I think it's a D D fourth edition power, like a high tier power? Or you could just kind of, like, walk into a shadow and just walk, like, out of any other shadow. It almost seems like, it almost seems like the villains of Metsubo Jinrai just kind of have that passive ability. It's just, they're really able to get around pretty easy. They really are. So yeah, Hirobi slaps the belt on. Uh, uh, NG, uh, he gets a, a key out, and he transforms into what looks like some kind of a uh, beetle? Like, it's either a beetle or a rhino. Or a rhino I, I think it's a rhino beetle. Yeah, it's, it, hey, it's both. <laughs> There's lots of charging, and I'll say that the villain actually looks like a real Toku villain this week. It doesn't just look like, you know, another common Rider transformation. Like, there's actual big armor, like, plating on it. Uh, it it looks like a bug. Uh, Yua, she transforms and has to fight him off a bit. She does a big, uh, like, kind of lightning finisher and manages to grab the key. Mm-hmm. But as all this has been going on, the production has stalled. Everyone's sitting around being like, ugh, this, this, it's canceled. This is, this is totally over. 
Yes, the set is destroyed, all is lost, and the vice president is pressuring Aruto to resign because, of course, he is. That's his one move. If if the coffee machine runs out of coffee early, he's uh, the vice president goes, "Hey, you have to take responsibility for this and resign." <laughs> Uh, but then the old actor, he shows up and he says the production will continue. There's only one person who can save this production, and it's me. Yeah. He wants uh, to trade a new actor bot because the old one was destroyed. Start from scratch and just go with it. A, a human gear saved you a long time ago. Acting saved me. I I had nothing, but through acting and believing in it, it brought me this far. And, and watching the episode, I did kind of start wondering that this is, this is a real actor, and it's using his real name. That... Does this guy have some kind of rough life, or was he reading this being like, I actually had a lot of friends or something. I had a lot going on in my life. It's not just acting. Hey, whatever. <laughs> Is that just me? I I have no idea, Harry. I really have no idea. I feel like, all right, probably not a lot of veteran actors would uh, hate the idea of making acting important. So he's probably okay with it. It's just that putting a lot on for a fictional version of a real-ass person. Uh, Aruto, because he's the president of the company, overrides the vice president and says, we're, we're still going forward. At this point, uh, Angie arrives to take Aruto to Zaya, the other, uh, Humagear Corporation, maybe, question mark? I mean, they, they handle all kinds of technology, including AI development, and they have consulted with hidden intelligence in the past. Uh, Yua says that, yeah, I was, ex- I was dispatched to Ames by Zaya. I work for Zaya properly. I'm, I'm an advisor. She leads him into a big empty room with the CEO guy, Amatsu Guy. So, like, the two top AI companies in Japan are apparently both run by Bishonen, like, just baby-faced guys. Yeah. One uh, of whom lives in a goddamn holodeck. Yeah. Uh, they they do the traditional passing of business cards, although Aruto, in a really bad move, as far as I understand the etiquette over there, he doesn't have printed out, but he has, like, a hollow thing. And it's like a tech company, so I think that might actually be like a selling point. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it is a holodeck. Like chairs and tea and stuff is summoned. So the faceless man who now has a face, his name is Guy, and he wants Aruto to sell him Hayden Intelligence. Dun dun dun! Uh, so, and again, kind of the layering thing going on. We see on the rooftop they're they're showing us they're showing some uh, some acting going on and talking about this was all a conspiracy. There was someone else pulling the strings. Enji, the robot actor, his acting has gotten way worse because he's been rebooted. Makes sense. So they continue the scene. The old man is assassinated. He's shot. Yeah, he's shot and everyone's like, hey, great acting. But then he lays on the ground and then little assassin off to the side pulls off a cap and says assassination complete. (laughs) Did this suggest... That to get into the set, all he had to do was to put on a cap? They yes, saw Harry. They saw him, like, yesterday. Yeah, but Harry, you don't understand the power of a baseball cap. It's like a clipboard. It'll get you anywhere. He was probably holding, like, a toolbox or something. Maybe he was holding a microphone. What if he, like, you know, what if he knocked out the best boy earlier and he was taking his place? Well, in any case, he, he shoots Shinya Awada in the chest. Then starts running off. Uh, Fuwa sees him and shouts, like, how many times do I have to destroy you? <laughs> it is getting a little ridiculous at this point. Uh, also, the uh, director and the other uh, workers on the set, they're uh, over the fallen man screaming, Human Gears are killing machines! Which is apparently news to them, even though Human Gears have been killing people for the past few episodes. Okay, like, I... So here's one major thing I hated. They're... They're acting like this is one of the... They're acting like this is so important. But I refuse to believe that in the hospital massacres of a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Harry, so, there were no casualties. Zero casualties, Harry. <laughs> 10,000 fatalities, but zero casualties. Like, I, I can't believe that there were... That no people died. Or, or, even in... Alright. Alright. In this episode, they also show... Uh, in a news report... He's still recovering at the hospital. He doesn't actually even die here, I don't think. <laughs> the assassination is not complete. It, yeah, the show is the show is not shy about killing human gears, but man, it really doesn't like killing humans. Uh, like I, this, this convinces me even more that old man, like old man, Hayden Intelligence is still alive. If they're this reluctant to kill anyone, they didn't kill him. 
And in any case, Hirobi shows up, says, great job. Human gears exist to destroy man. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, there's a big old transformation fight. And oh, one thing yes. that's happened is little assassin has developed some more. Yeah, the Dodo costume is getting a lot beefier with uh, with every episode, it would seem. Maybe uh, maybe this is new this episode. Maybe I just didn't notice it before. Uh, but the previous, like, wildly ineffectual Dodo uh, costume, yeah, it's got rockets on it. It's got extra armor plates, extra weapons. It's getting much, much scarier. It has which a is, chest. That's great development. I kind of I kind of love that. It. I think you called it in the first episode that it was a very basic suit. He started out just a guy. Then the next time he showed up, he had some double swords. And now he has a full, he's like Gundam heavy arms. He's just covered in guns and explosives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fua cannot touch him. Yeah. Like, Fua was able to kill this guy previously. Now, uh, he's he's getting schooled. Uh, it's blocking his attacks. It's shooting him with big machine gun shots. And it's lifting up its arms and firing a spray of missiles. And it works, and he's able to get away. Like, he detransforms uh, Fua, and then just walks away dismissing him. Uh, now with Aruto uh, fighting the uh, big bad poison dude, he has to summon the breaking mammoth just to get him off of him. This is the part I really, really hated, because I, I know there's like a toy-based progression of stuff in this shows, but he summons breaking mammoth, the super giant mech that they, that they brought into the show... Two episodes ago, wasn't it? Episode 9. Yes. It was the big plot development. And mm-hmm. he summons it, immediately does the finisher, which, as Akiba Ranger says, is the way you know it's not going to work. But Hirobi no-sells it, and I really hate that. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to make Hirobi threatening. It, but, like... Uh, well, he kind of also... Didn't he, like, kind of summon a big scorpion bot to kind of, like, take the blow for him? Still, like... I, they're being very vague about the being very vague about the energy animals and if it was a thing like he dodged or something or if if there was some reason that you know maybe it's not it takes too long for him to hit so he could just get out of the way you know that would be totally good or or like i said if the deal with breaking mammoth is that it's really effective but it causes too much collateral damage in most situations which it, it kind of does <laughs> yeah like it'd be fine but he just no sells it and i really i really hate that I'm I'm starting to get further. Like I mentioned this before, that the transformations are the most dangerous part of the people. That they could just transform and summon a giant CGI helper that beats up the enemies for a little bit, and so they just they should just keep like transforming and detransforming, transforming, detransforming, and then the fight's over. In any case, so Hirobi no sells it, turns and also walks away. The news is freaking out that an AI-powered human gear created by Hidden Intelligence has showed shot Awada Shinya. Asterisk, it's a robot that we've seen working with Metsubojin right the hackers. We've seen it multiple times fighting with them. It's literally the same model, the same face. Like, yeah, he showed and the up. Same, shot- the same organization that killed the city. Like, did, did we forget about that? A lot of people died during the fall of that city, right? The only thing that suggests it is anything other than the usual Metsubojin Rai hacking is that its light thing isn't blue. And, like,. So they just change, it's an assassination bot, just say they changed the light so it isn't always blue, or it isn't red. Why is this? Yeah. This is, is like, you know, this is a Columbo case that could be solved by pointing out that there are multiple colors of LEDs. And so, the cops, I was really annoyed, and also annoyed when, like, the cops showed up to hidden intelligence. I was kind of annoyed that this is the first time they've done that, and not in the previous points where I was like, yeah, our, our robots are being hacked by terrorists and being used to murder people. That, that this is the inciting incident that's causing it. It just feels annoying. Like, this is not an escalation or anything. Uh, we're, we should just, like, go immediately into episode 12, because uh, this is this is the start of episode 12, the police showing up. But you're right, that this is very much past due. But also at the same time, does heightened intelligence not have staff lawyers? Because this is very much the type of thing where the cops, as they enter the building, should be met by a wall of lawyers. But instead, what they do is they go directly to the CEO's room. Episode 12 starts. So, 01 episode 12. Uh, the cops were like, yeah, the investigation was a bust. We looked through the records and there wasn't action, actually human gear with the same appearance and he didn't manufacturing logs. So, I mean, I, 
I guess they did actually do it. Mm-hmm. And then NG, our, she kind of twists the knife and she says, uh, hey, you uh, yeah, you're, she, you're you're replacing the name of the human gear actor, which will probably not show up again with Yua's. Wait, really? Yeah, you, a couple times you've been. Yeah, Yua Yaiba is her name. God damn it. I really need to learn people's names. All right, so Yua, uh, Yua, she kind of twists the knife into Aruto's back and she says, hey, did you know that there's a secret lab next to the CEO's office? Uh, I've been there personally. You should you should maybe go check it out. So uh, they do like uh Asshole cop Fua, he is like, hey, why why are you doing this to heightened intelligence? Are you trying to bring him down? Um, and then with Aruto, we see Aruto panicking in his office because he really doesn't want to comply with this police investigation. But, you know, he doesn't have lawyers, so he can't stop or slow them. At the end of the last episode, his 3D printer thing in his secret lab, it also started creating a new progress key that easier things can deal with the situation. But it needs a while to finish producing it and you know if the cops show up to tear it apart then it won't be done in time so for that reason too he kind of needs to stall well this see this is where the lawyers would come in like if if that's really all they're waiting for then the lawyer could just say hey we're working on a project right here so yes i could show you around but just don't touch the equipment that we tell you not to touch and you're good i'm not sure if in japan like at a certain level like Every uh, country has lawyers, Harry. No, yeah, Every, but, like this is a super especially. Su- and, and let's let's not forget this, Harry. Especially for a country or uh, for a company that controls mechanized police. Well, the thing is, maybe somebody's putting on pressure for an, from another side. I I think we might have skipped it, but in the at the end of the previous episode, also, uh, guy from Zaya Technologies, he said, you know, as far as. Uh, he w- he was offering to buy hidden intelligence. He told Arto, if you're having trouble deciding, maybe go back to the studio. There should be some new developments happening there. So he's putting a lot of pressure. He's doing stuff. So maybe he's using his lawyers to kind of try to tie up stuff. And it- it's a lawyer fight. Yeah, but lawyer fights, like, police stay out of lawyer fights, Harry. They just look the other way. That's why that's why corporations always get away with everything. Eh, look, maybe... That can't be the most science fiction thing in this show. Arguably it is. Like, we're going to, Harry, we're going to hit the AI singularity before we hit the point where corporate lawyers are not involved in a case like this. I mean, they're, I I think it's not unreasonable for them to just be like, you know, hey, this company is super behind all these attacks and stuff. Maybe just go investigate them now. I mean, that is reasonable. But then they would be met by the lawyers who would just fucking stall them. But instead, uh, let's see, they get stalled by the Sherlock Holmes bot. Twee Sherlock Holmes with glasses. Runs into the office. He shouts, hello, uh, gentlemen, may I have a moment of your time? And it's it's a human gear. And also, it's an older model because it has different ear protector things like Aruto's dad did. Uh, just double checking. Aruto knows that that wasn't his real dad, right? No, he, he said in a previous episode that uh, when his actual parents died he did intelligence made a human gear to kind of help him to be a new parent and help him deal with the grief just double checking that i had forgotten that in uh, daybreak town where that's what jinrai is hanging out uh Hirobi has tied little assassin to a chair and rubbed out his progress key because maybe he's advancing really fast yeah maybe he's uh, advancing slightly faster than anticipated and he doesn't want him to you know do anything more but turns out that the dodo kind of doesn't need them anymore. He breaks free. Yeah, he he starts flicking out kind of... I, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but they're small projectiles that transform basic uh, human gears nearby into his own variety of mooks that have dodo faces. Uh, pretty much his costume from like four episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've mastered assassination. It's time I go freelance. And as he transforms, like, he has a full-on skull helmet with, like, a bird beak on it. He is absolutely evolving into, like, he almost, this costume kind of looks like an endgame villain. Yeah, like, uh, the beak he had before has opened up, and there's a big skull face inside. It's cool. Yeah. So, Hirobi and Jin have to transform, and they start fighting him. Yeah, the bad guys are throwing down. Uh, back at Titan Intelligence, uh, Aruto, he gets a secret call, uh, from the Twee Sherlock Holmes, and he agrees that he's going to prove his innocence 
by turning into Kamen Rider and running away from the police. The O.J. Simpson strategy, you might say. Uh, like the the guy, uh, uh, Wazoo, he sent him a text message saying, yeah, you're an improv guy, just play along, buy me some time. And he was mm. kind of multitasking while also interacting with the cops. Like, this this human gear, he's a human gear, but he's also way more emotional and uh, very, he's clearly advanced because he's been around for a while. And he's mm-hmm. totally a, a person, an eccentric one even. Uh, so as Aruto is uh, escaping the hidden intelligence facility with uh, cops uh, behind him, he runs into Fua, who promptly tries to shoot him in the face again. <laughs> Never change, Fua. Never change. The, p- the police officer, his opening move is to shoot at the guy in the back. Yep. Yep, yep. Fua shouts, like, was everything you said a lie? And Arto says, no, I'm just trusting Humagears again. So he summons Freezing Bear, which freezes Fua a little bit. And starts running away some more. We get a comedy beat back in the office where the VP and the various detectives there, they're trying to unlock the secret lab. And Aruto, before he left, he said that he had changed the password on the door uh, into one of his best jokes, but he can't remember which one. So we get to see the vice president trying out stand-up comedy at the voice lock. Yeah, like Shesta, his his assistant, said, I've composed a directory of all of his jokes, none of which are funny. It's a huge, big <laughs> folder. It's like, oh, God, I got to run through all these. Uh, back in the lab, we get a scene between Izu and Wazoo. Turns out that Wazoo is Izu's older brother. Harry, do do we know if Izu and Wazoo is some kind of like Japanese wordplay joke? Uh, I mean, they're, they're similar words. I-Z-U, W-A-Z-U. So mm-hmm. I'm, there's probably some wordplay going on here. Okay. Izu is frozen for a second, analyzing the data, and she thinks it's just a bad joke like Arto's. But Wazoo clarifies, no, 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 I'm I'm your prototype. I was developed by the previous president of Hidden Intelligence to be uh, to be the base model that uh, would be the assistant. So, like, I, I'm learning and stuff, I'm, I'm doing all kinds of things. And he became aware of a plot against Humagears. I'm his right hand, detecting them, figuring out what I need to do to stop them. Yeah, so Izu uh, kind of blue screens a little bit at this to analyze, and then she comes back very annoyed. She still doesn't believe him. Ah, so Arto is willing to trust him, and he's very happy at this. He says, all right, great, Izu, it's, I'm so glad I was finally able to meet you. Would, would you call me big brother? And Izu is not going to call him big brother. She's being a mite petty here. Which is signs of sapience. Yeah, like, it's funny, her, her breakout moment is uh, some annoyance at this guy. Mm-hmm. Arto, his job here is to basically run from the cops. Yeah, uh, he's continuing to run. Uh, he uh, he runs into Yua and gets away from her, uh, just running, running, running. It, it's a good moment, though, because uh, Yua confronts him with a gun, and he turns to her and says, Whatever, I know, you slit- I know you snitched about the lab. Is this how Zai does business? And she kind of looks away ashamed for a second, and at that moment... He jumps forward and bounces off of her to get to the next roof. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. So, our Arto ain't no dummy. Yeah. We jump back to Dodo fighting the Metsubo Jinrai crew. And he's too strong. He's too damn strong, Harry. Yeah. Uh, Hirobi and Jin can't take him down. And he runs off. Izu is uh, having to deal with Wazu. And she's kind of telling Arto over the radio, I think you should dispose of him. He's totally useless. We're just going to factories and cultural landmarks. It, uh, there's no plan. Like, you get some uh, quick shots of the two of them uh, going around. Izu's standing around annoyed while Wazu is just enjoying life, like, uh, taking part in activities, eating food, dancing. Arto uh, says, Izu, are, are you mad? And Izu, just very blank-faced, says, I don't understand the question. But very <laughs> well, I will continue assisting him for several more hours. <laughs> Uh, so they end up in front of a random warehouse, and they stop. Uh, Izu confronts Wazu. She says that he's not actually doing anything but wasting their time. But then Wazu snaps his fingers, points at the warehouse, and Fua walks out. Fua has been following them. Uh, so Fua heard Aruto say he was going to trust Humagears, and he realized, well, there's some Humagears that he works with, so if I just follow them around, I'll probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Wazu says, an astute assumption, Aces aims ace. Good, good alliteration on the translators. <laughs> uh, it was not alliterated in my translation version. 
So they they both agree that he's a real shitty detective, but Wazza points out, no, no, I've totally solved the mystery. In fact, the culprits are right over there. And he points at a van. Fuwa does not require much prompting to brutalize some suspects, and so he pulls out his gun and starts shooting. Yeah, well, he, he punches the van and stops him, and there's some dudes inside, and also a bunch of junked Huwa gears. It turns out these guys are selling them, modifying them, and uh, just putting them on the black market. Yeah, it turns out that the assassin bot was actually a part of a dance team bot. More dancing. Yeah, flavors of guy in here. Uh, but there was a series of five of them uh, that were supposed to go around the, you know, the event circuit. Uh, but they were all stolen. And they were reported as stolen, but they had never been recovered. But what had happened was that their faces had been removed and changed. Uh, and because they're always hanging around cultural locations, Wazu figured that the one that was still left that he thinks should still have its original programming would be at one of those. And he looks to the side and sees someone hiding wearing a mask. And it's little assassin but it, but it's not it's it's uh zed unit five the fifth of them so uh they go to uh collect the uh the last dancer uh fua he kind of gives wazoo a compliment uh he says he's slippery just like a real human detective which you know again made me yell no detectives are not supposed to be slippery they are supposed to be very straightforward they're supposed to collect evidence follow facts and izu points out i think he's already achieved singularity <laughs> Like, he's totally aware. Aruto, he has, uh, he's encountered, uh, he's encountered the Dodo bot, and he's fighting, uh, with more things. Oh, wait, no, is this Aruto, or? Uh, Aruto and Fua, I believe, both, uh, attack the Dodo. Oh, right. Oh, they do the cool combo attack. Like, Aruto, yeah. he does the Flaming Tiger, he fires a wave of fire. And then Fua, in punching Kong mode, kind of steps aside and punches the fire as it goes along to combine it together. And the dodo doesn't notice. It really doesn't want to go extinct again. Yeah, it's 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 annoying because it's a cool double combo, and I would really like for that to have done something. But he he no sells it. Uh, so it's at this point that uh, Izu she shows up uh, with the completed uh, key uh, for that they had been printing off the entire episode. Shining Hopper. Wazoo takes one look at it and says, wait, there's there's something wrong here. Uh, Aruto maybe just used Breaking Mammoth or something. Uh, Aruto ignores him, uh, trusting Izu, and transforms into a shiny Hopper, which is pretty much the same as his regular Hopper, but uh, buffer and spikier. Yep. The, the transformation energy animal is just a grasshopper riding on top of a grasshopper. <laughs> is his third level going to be like three grasshoppers, just like, you know, all piggyback? I'm not sure people are looking at the toys and trying to guess, but I'm, I'm not sure I want to spoil it. And that is the end of episode 12. Uh, he ends with getting a massive new upgrade. Episode 13 starts. He starts fighting, and it's going well for a couple seconds, but then Dodo's like, All right, I figured you out. Your output's just 1.8 times normal. That's child's play. <laughs> uh, Izu, she, like, she is stunned by this. That is implausible. 1.8 times, it should be much, much higher. And she's so stunned that she doesn't dodge an attack coming, so Aruto jumps in front of it. They are all down. They are detransformed, and the uh, Wazoo detective, he jumps up, uh, he summons the uh, mammoth ship, and teleports them all away, because the Dodo is going to kill them all. They're just never going to use that motorcycle again, are they? They really aren't. Like, if he has a then teleport- again, I mean, there, there was a half dozen of them. They needed They needed a mass transit to get out of there. Yeah, but still, like, if they have a, if they have, like, a shuttle thing that can teleport them across the city instantly, I don't see them using the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, kind of the whole team ends up hiding in an Ames van, because Fua, he, he totally gets what's going on, and he wants the priority be to just kill that Gear. He doesn't care about the whole running for the law part. Great cop. Uh, you know, Fua... I'll say, Fua, I like his character development the past few episodes. Ever since his injury, he seems to have just a much steadier head on his shoulder. That is true. He's figured out the direct threat here, and he knows, yeah, you guys are breaking the law doing stuff, but there is that assassin bot that's going to extinguish humanity. Maybe we deal with him first. <laughs> uh, so Izu is definitely having self-doubts. Uh, she is starting to say things like, oh, if I can't uh, assist the president, then I cannot be his secretary. That is my entire role, and I failed. And Aruto tells her she has nothing to apologize for. 
he is a big dumb idiot. He doesn't know how to run the company at all. And the fact that she has been able to get a goof like him to be as successful as he is, you know, she's doing a great job. There's a point in here where Yuzu and Wazu are openly talking about uh, Android singularity, like the AI singularity, how uh, Wazu is much older than her and is therefore much more mentally evolved than her. It's when he explains that the way he knew the new key wasn't going to work for some reason. He doesn't have like a concrete answer. It's just instinct. Uh, she apologizes and he he is ecstatic saying like, oh, we're doing better now. Call me big brother. She says, that's a completely separate matter. I refuse. <laughs> it's at this point that uh, uh, that Yua uh, comes into the back of the van, screams at everyone. Why the hell are you using our van? Get out. You're you're a you're a suspect on the run from Mola. Why are you hiding in a SWAT van? <laughs> hey, I mean, it took him a while to find him. Uh, so the last dancer bot who looks like Lil Assassin is hiding because he is terrified at what his brother Unit 4 has become. The the team, they're having to fight like some of the basic mooks, and they know that they notice that these are way stronger than the usual Metsubo Jinrai grants. They're still beating him. I mean, it's still like basic level dodos. Yeah, but uh, they end up getting an assist when Hirobi shows up and shoots the mooks in the back. So I thought for a second it was going to be the episode where the heroes of the villains team up to take on a bigger threat. Uh, but then the heroes are like, no, fuck off. You're still Metsubo Jinrai. You're a terrorist group. You're trying to extinguish humanity. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, we're, we're not going to fall for this. And like, good job, every, every single one is like, no, fuck you. Uh, as he leaves, Hirobi points out, even together, you're not going to stand a chance. Uh, we get a bit of a scene uh, with uh, uh, Izu and Wazu. Uh, they're back in the Ames van, or back in the lab, I don't, I don't know. And Izu, she awkwardly asks Wazu, so, is there a backup memory made for you? To which Wazu shakes his head and says, no. No, there is not. As you know, no one that knows about the Zero One project can have their memories backed up. We we've, we've just got us, not me, not you. It's a way to raise the stakes. It's kind of a weird, arbitrary line, especially because the Zero One project is public knowledge now. Well, but like they have the ability to interface with the satellite that prints the upgrades and stuff. Like people know about Zero One, but they know the inner tech and the workings and stuff. Like I, I think if the builds found that out, found that out, it would be instantly game over. Fair enough, fair enough. But I, I do like how they, they answered a question here, uh, one that you know had definitely been fan asked about, like, hey, are are there backups of Izu? Are there backups of these guys? Like, what are the stakes for uh, some of these human gears? And so they upped those stakes. They answered questions and they fleshed out a bit more of the universe. So, uh, Dodo, he finds Zed Unit Five. And confronts them, saying, brother, let's create a new festival, a festival of blood, as we extinguish humanity. <laughs> uh, it's time for the final fight, because as he is firing his pod to transform his brother, uh, it is deflected by, I believe, Fua, doesn't really matter. Uh, but then the trio are there, and it's time to throw down with a villain. They all transform, uh, but they're not doing too well at, at the start. He has still learned all their stuff, and off to the side, Izu knows... They need uh, Shining Hopper. She has collected all these spare keys uh, off of Ruto. She has realized that uh, what went wrong was that she had not consolidated all the learned battle data from the keys. Uh, much like Mitsubo Jinrai is collecting keys to get data, so is Izu. Yeah. And so she is trying Ar to... Arto, uh, it turns out, is advancing and getting better at fighting way faster than they predicted. Which is maybe the first sign that my theory from the first episode that he's a robot or some kind of artificial human may be more plausible. Like, I was kind of willing to abandon that for a while because they haven't hinted at, but if he's a super-duper learning robot also, like, I don't know. I still hope he isn't. I hope that he's the human who has the backs for the Humigears and, like, Yua or Fua or Humigears or something. I, I forget my predictions. I'm sure that they were correct. We could just say that I'm correct. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, that, that's not something that's been spoiled in the toys yet. But Izu, uh, she's combining the, the data keys, and she realizes that, so, they're still missing a little bit of data, or perhaps a little bit of uh, data processing, and she needs to connect directly to the interface. The downside is that she will not survive this process. Like, as the data filters out of her and into the final key, 
or the new uh, shining jump key, her brain will be destroyed in this process. But she is a loyal servant to the president and she needs to do this for him. Her whole job is to assist him. And even if it costs her her existence, she's going to help him finish this upgrade and, you know, uh, help him with this fight. A memory core ejects out of her left ear, and a USB driver of doom is slowly being lowered, 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 and then Wazoo, at the last possible second, shoulder checks her out of the way, extends his own memory cord, and is plugged into the USB of death. He just turns to her and says, I go, you stay, no follow. <laughs> I have I have his combat memory in my data as well. Uh, or I have his combat data in my memory as well. There's and you're wrong. You're not replaceable. There's no aid that can motivate young Arto in the way you do. He needs you. He he's really more into girls. <laughs> this was the mission President Kornoske Korn- intended for me, which, depending on how specific and literal that is, could actually be a super dark turn. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the president, uh, he appears like as Wazoo's mind is being torn apart in this data processing. Uh, a flashback appears of the old president. Like, he is there talking with Wazoo, uh, talking about how Metsubojin Rai is coming, and he needs him there to uh, help deal with them. Yep. Uh, Izu will likely reach the singularity like you have in the near future, and when she does, she might not know what to do, but I have faith in her. Uh, so, it seems human gears can have their life flashed before their eyes like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Izu, she calls him her big brother. He just says, I wish you'd said that sooner, and dies. <laughs> Not the best last words. Not the best last words, dude. I mean, we're we're running through it a little fast, but that's because we're excited about these episodes. And like, yeah, this actually hit kind of harder than I expected. Yeah, I mean, it was a character introduced last episode, but he was he was pretty well fleshed out. He was, you know, uh, important and tied into the character's pasts, and he makes a really nice gesture and sacrifice here. And turns he goes out, if, out. Yeah. Turns out if they show you a character for more than one episode, maybe you care when he dies. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the Shining Kick calculations have been have been completed. And so Izu uh, goes back to the fight, still continuing. Uh, they're they're not going well, you know. Uh, Yuya, Fuwa, and uh, Aruto, they're all getting their asses thoroughly handed to them by the Dodo, but they're really game about it. Uh, Dodo says, like, uh, you're totally done for, it, but Aruto disagrees. Like, I'm bad at a lot of things, but I'm a fast learner. If you were able to get good enough to beat me, then I can get good enough to beat you. The Shining Kick power, uh, like, it is explained to us that the Shining Kick calculates all available uh, attack vectors and executes the most optimal one instantly. Which sounds like a pretty fucking OP power. It's a super analysis power. Like, I'm sure it's a boost in, in strength and uh, durability. It also appears like to be a teleportation and speed boost power as well. It, I mean, it's a general output increase, but the point is that he's able... Like, uh, Dodo, when he was fighting, he was starting to show up kind of outlines and seeing attacks before they happened and blocking them just like that. But Aruto is constantly, like, moving and dashing between them and coming at new angles. And it doesn't take long for uh, uh, Aruto with this new power to take down the Dodo. It is as extinct once again. He he juggles him in the air with, like, a hundred rider kicks. It's pretty cool. Like, again, showing that if, uh, if the thing that done in the earlier episode was that they were able to dodge away from attacks, and this is, like, kind of learning around that... Uh, I'm just annoyed that he shrugged off Breaking Mammoth's huge attack so well. But this is kind of showing that they can dodge around it. So I, I guess they, they worked that. But the Dodo goes down and uh, Fua picks up the key. Uh, but then Mr. Poison picks it up and uh, fucks off. This was what I was after the whole time. I needed the data of someone who's really good at killing Zero One. Uh, you've become someone worth fearing. <laughs> So, as the episode closes, we're back in the lab, uh, Izu and Naruto talking, and Izu is explaining the blowback effect of his new big transformation, which is the writer's way of saying, you're not going to get this every episode, because if you do, you'll die. Yep. Like, your body's not yes- used to it, wink. 
So later on in the series, when you have become used to it, you'll be able to use it all the time. But for now, it's a it's a sometimes meal. They need to increase the screen time for all those toys. Get them sold. And uh, she apologizes that they didn't get the Dota key, but R2 is happy because they still protected Zed Unit 5. I gotta look after you guys. And he's he's sore and achy and kind of waddling away as Izu goes over his itinerary for the next little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of press conferences related to the various terrorist attacks using their technology. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough day. And that's kind of it. I was hoping that they would pull out the plotline better if I waited for a couple episodes. And they did! Hey! Yeah, it turns out that uh, if you judge a four-episode arc by episode two, yeah, yeah, might not get the whole picture. It's weird, because of that four-episode arc, uh, episode, like, ten to thirteen, episode eleven was definitely the low point for me, just because of the, the, the weird disconnect in the making it seem like this specific attack was so much more important. And even though I came up ways that uh, the cops made more sense, like uh, there's the guy in the background doing more things, like uh, CEO guy, he was off to the side watching the battle and be like, oh, yes, like that's super awesome. You know, he's that type. They just did a lot of stuff that pissed me off, but then they fixed it later. So I'm happy. But I'm going to miss Little Assassin. Well, do we think he's coming back? Because they have his key. I suspect if Little Assassin comes back, it's going to be like late series or something. Or possibly a hero turn. You know, they do have they do have the one dancer. Uh, they have a body remaining of, you know, a good dancer with the assassin face. They, they, they do have him. Uh, Izu is starting to develop emotions. Fua is dealing with R2 a bit more. Yua is maybe buckling a little under the weird guilt of the super... I think I think uh, Yua's better than Takatora and totally realizes she's on Team Evil and maybe doesn't like that. I I mean, she's not... I'm not sure she's on Team Evil yet. She is definitely on Team Questionable, Team Grey. If she has some specific reason for doing this, maybe that's it. But as it is, she's clearly becoming more conflicted. And I like that. Like, in Gaim, characters are either are either good and not realizing what's going on, or they're just blatantly evil. And then there's Kaito, who's just weirdly driven in a specific... Like, Kaito's almost the main character. I'm not sure. Yeah, good week. Uh, in that, we, we banked up a few weeks and then sampled all the best parts. Yes. Uh, and uh, we got holidays coming up, but we are expecting to keep a normal schedule. Um, if anything happens, then you'll know it did, because an episode doesn't upload on time. Uh, who know? like, sometimes dangerous things happen around the holidays for Toku, uh, and we'll see if that's true. People are starting to become a little worried that you is gonna die. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can see that. Like I can see that. If they wanna, if they wanna make a faceless man guy, like, seem like a bastard, that's a quick way to do it. Uh, next week, we'll be watching one episode of Zero One and two episodes of Game as usual. Fourteen and uh, 25 and 26, respectively. Mm, and, uh Yeah. And we'll see what happens then. But uh, for now, we got our new friend, Zed number five. And uh, what's he going to do, Sam? He's going to keep on dancing, just like all of you. Hell yeah. Yeah.